Thank y'all for tuning in to the library, man. Uh, this is going to be uh, a 20 to 30 part series for the month of January of books that I read and uh, throughout November and December. And uh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I purchased this book, this memoir. Is it just another celebrity telling his story or speaking through his ego? I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but when I purchased the book, right when I read the first chapter, I was captivated. I was captivated. And uh, we about to review this book, man. Let's get on into it. Let's get on into it. Growing up listening to Summertime and Parents Just Don't Understand and watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And, uh, man, I was in high school when Independence Day came out. You don't know that a person is an icon and their contribution to your life and creativity and being creative. And Will Smith is one of those individuals. He's like a very creative person a very inspirational person. And uh, I know in the news as of lately, him and his wife been going through some things, entanglements and <laughs> all type of crazy stuff. And they, the red table talk and just all type of stuff, man. And Will Smith has actually been looked at as like not a masculine man, more on the feminine side and, We've been viewing them differently than the superhero and the cool dude, the uh, the movie star. And he was in this book talking about why he always is funny. It's like protection, hiding who he really is and hiding what he's really going through. He starts this book off talking about his father. And I was captivated by that part because. Growing up, I didn't have a father, so I was captivated by that part and the discipline that his father instilled in him growing up in Philadelphia and how it still it still lives with him through this day. He said, before you beat me on the treadmill, I'll die. Before you outwork me, I'll die. And he said that was his father's uh, motive. And he said his father taught him a lesson by laying bricks, building a house. And they couldn't stop until it was done. Months and months and months of work. It's just, this book is a lot, man. It's, it's, it's actually a really, really, really good book. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But uh, we're going to play why Will said the book was created. And then we're going to go more in depth with the review. Because it's a lot, man. It's really a lot. More than anything, it's the things I did wrong. Most of the time, I was making a damn mess of my life. You experienced loss. How did you bounce back? My father was the foundation of my life. I'm just a little boy. You're a beautiful person. 
if you can find one page that will help you make your way. We're about to go get our bridge climb on. We're really high and it's really windy. It was excruciating going through this book. I've got different stories and different perspectives on things. I was in the zone of honesty and I was trying to create something that would be helpful. And I had a shift in perception of what it means to love somebody. said he had a shift in perspective of what it means to love someone that's deep man and uh something that i took early on in this book was that uh will smith was talking about being a character and playing a character and a role in a, a tv show or a movie or whatever and he said he used his real name in the first prince of bel-air will and Will was a character. And throughout his life, he's been trying to find out who he really is. Because when you get in character mode, you can get stuck in that mode. And and that goes for everybody, though. Because we are multiple characters throughout the day. We are a different character than we is at work. We are a different character around our friends than we is with our family. We are different characters. And uh, people might think of themselves as the same, but <laughs> you play different roles, man, and find out who you really are. And he had to take time and find out who he really was. And that was very interesting to me because I can understand being an actor. You got to go in character mode. And his wife didn't like that. His first wife. Uh, I forgot her name in the book. Cause I'm so <laughs> the Jada story was crazy, but um, his wife didn't like that. Cause she wanted him to be who he was when he was around her. But by him having to be in that character role to get that money to be in those movies or whatever, he will bring that character back home. Mm. Do you do that to your loved ones? Like if you a boss at work, do you come home bossy to your woman or to your kids or whatever? character what is your character that was that was dope though man and then he got into uh how the first prince was created we're gonna get into that but that's long i got a long skit part of the book uh the audio section of something that really was intriguing to me about uh how he got the part in the first prince and how it plays a role in all of our lives but Will Smith has been on Oprah doing interviews about the book lately. He's been speaking. He's doing a world tour speaking about the book. And he said something profound um, when he was at one of these venues talking about the book and how it affected him. Let's do it. You can't punish people for mistakes. You know, and it's like you have to to forgive people and a big part of that you know is forgiving yourself we don't forgive ourselves for stuff and it makes it impossible for us to forgive other people that last time with daddy-o I just learned what love is 
Love is not punishing people and beating on them for what they did and hanging on to that trifling shit you know that they did to you and it's like get, getting out of being a victim you know and daddy-o and his death purified my heart in a way that I, I love life like I love the opportunity to be better I love the opportunity to work with people to find their way and he helped me cultivate like an emotional invincibility let's give Will a round of applause round of applause round of applause Will y'all know I'm big on love man. uh I love to love. Love, I feel like, is the most highest vibration on this planet. It's one of the highest frequencies. You turn the love up, everything else seems to attract. So I understand what we're talking about, learning what love truly is. All love is unconditional. That's how I view it. And uh, to me, are you really loving when you're critiquing all the time, when you're judging all the time, when you harsh about someone else's reality or what someone else is doing? Are you more vocal about what you don't like and what needs to be done than a certain effort to just contribute, just to love that person just exactly how they are? That's real, man, because like to me, when you feel some sort of way about uh, a person that you love or you consider to love, you actually are critiquing yourself. You speaking something, something bad about somebody else. It's actually you you need to be looking at. Because you shouldn't have nothing bad to say about nobody, even if they've done something to you. You got to realize what energies that they lay on or they land on. Good energy. You take one O out, that's God energy. Or they on the side of evil energy. You add a D to it, that's devil energy. Love, man. Everyone, everything, unconditionally. But uh, I'm going to play a skit from the uh, audio book because I purchased both of them. And the reason I did that, I usually purchase the audio book before I purchase the physical copy. But this time I purchased the physical copy. I was in chapter three. When I got to chapter three, I was doing some research and it just popped across my YouTube. You know how the algorithm works. It popped across my YouTube uh, a part of Will Smith's audio book and I didn't know that he was doing the audio version this man is multi-talented man he did the audio version and the mixing and the mastering and the addition of rapping and songs and uh, just editing the audio is ridiculous on this audio book and man to me this was audio book of this was the book of 2021 this was the best book of the year you have to purchase it if you grew up in my era if you 35 
No, if you forty and under, this is a this is a real good book, man. It don't matter what age you are. Let me quit adding age to stuff though. But um, this skit from the audio uh, version is going to be kind of long, but the reason it's long is because it's a message to it, a real message, and I, I hope y'all get the message. This was uh, how he got the part in Fresh Prince. And y'all know, everybody know Quincy Jones. You know what I mean? He was the producer of Michael Jackson and a plethora of successful individuals. But uh, this is uh, a skit from the audio. And it's a good message to it. An idea that Quincy understood fully. Magic demands awareness. Faith. You have to believe in magic. Preparation. Move the rock. We must identify and eradicate the poisonous resistances and impediments within ourselves. Then surrender. Stay out of the way and trust the magic to do what it does. Quincy helped people get their rocks out of the way of the blessed light that is always trying to shine in. The universe wants you to have the miracle. Move the damn rock. Quincy was moving furniture. But he was trying to get all of us, me, Brandon, Benny, even himself, to move our rocks out of the way. Quincy's library was dark mahogany, high back leather armchairs. I don't know if the rugs were from Persia, but they looked expensive. I don't remember much else about the room because I was blinded by the glare from the gaggle of Grammy, Tony, Emmy, and Academy Awards scattered around the place like butter knives in a Swiss cottage hotel bathroom. A framed poster of Oprah Winfrey's The Color Purple hovered over my left shoulder. Michael Jackson's Thriller sales plaque loomed over my right. 48 million sold. I felt Michael looking at me on his toes in the classic Billie Jean pose as if he were saying, so what are you going to do, Will? I take a seat. Quincy stands in front of me. He's been here before. This is what he does. He moves rocks for a living. Talk to me, Philly, he says. What you need? Quincy, I'm, I'm, I'm not prepared to do an audition, I stammered. I, I, I didn't know uh, when you called, you know, that we, we were going to do all of that. It's only a couple scenes. I got some people out there who going to read with you. You just got to be you and have fun. Quincy, I cannot do an audition in the middle of a party. I need to uh, pr prepare. I just, I need to have some time to work on it. Okay. I hear that. How much time you need? Quincy asked. I mean, just give me a week. You know, I'll, I'll find an acting coach and, and I can study it so I can do it. You know what I mean? Not just read it. Quincy considered my words. Okay. So you need a week? Yes. Yes. A week uh, is perfect. Okay. So you know what's going to happen in a week? Quincy asked. But before I could answer, he said, Brandon Tartikoff is going to have an emergency on one of his shows and he's going to have to fly to Kansas to fire somebody. Then he's going to have to reschedule for the following week. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. But two weeks is, is even better, I said, missing the subtleties of Quincy's point. Right, two weeks. 
Then Warren Littlefield is going to have something at his kid's elementary school that he forgot was on the schedule that he can't get out of because his wife going to tear him a new one if he don't show up. And he's going to have to reschedule for two weeks after that. Right. I said, slowly starting to glean his point. So a month? Quincy leaned in, eyes crystal clear, suddenly sharp, totally sober. But right now, everybody that needs to say yes to this show is sitting out there in that living room waiting for you. And you are about to make a decision that will affect the rest of your life. I took it in. I looked at Michael, then Oprah. They look right back at me. We know, baby, it's hard. What you gonna do, Philly? Fuck it, I said. Give me 10 minutes. The Trevor Jackson Podcast. Hey, what they did for me, though, man, that just confirmed that, uh, a book I was reading by Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. The past is the past, and, uh, you got to do what you do now. Like, now is what matter. And uh, that part of that book, it just really affirmed that for me. Like, you got to be ready at all times. Ain't nobody got time to be waiting on you uh, to get ready or to be ready. People want what they want now. And you got to do what you got to do now and appreciate right now. The past is gone. The future might not come. Y'all know what it is. Peace, love, plenty of abundance. Make sure you go get you some money. I'm out. Jackson Podcast.